Welcome to the company of one. This is episode number 134. We're talking about finding a job over 50. So I'm Del Callahan. I'm your host. I am an associate dean at the University of Alabama at Birmingham and the School of Engineering. I've been spending the last 20-something years doing a executive graduate programs, working with industries, trying to help innovation, helping people find ways to expand their ability to make money. Most of what I'm working with are, in fact, individuals helping them with what we would call their company of one, to, to take responsibility for their ability to earn income, to take ownership and control back for their job, for their own personal branding, just like an entrepreneur. In other words, we want to think like an entrepreneur in everything we do. We want to be a company of one. So in the issue of finding a job over 50, why would we be looking for a job over 50? For many people, they got fired. I've seen recently multiple layoffs of people that are in that age range uh, and they are, you know, have spent maybe in their even retirement eligible and they just suddenly find themselves out of work. They had great paying jobs. And for many of these people, they have worked in the same company for the entire time. So, uh, you know, theoretically, they should be able to retire early, but that's not the case all the way, always. And maybe they didn't want to retire. So what is it about when you're looking for a job over 50 uh, that's going on here? Uh, so I just want to, let's talk about this situation. If this is you or if this is a friend of yours that's in this situation, I encourage you to send this to them, send them the link uh, to, uh, to this podcast. Uh, you can find the notes to this podcast at delcallahan.com slash 134. And yeah, I'm Del Callahan. So your thinking and lies. Let's think about the mental thing that goes on when we are, and it goes on all the time, but it, but I think the older you get, the more it may go on. And by, by the way, this happens to people coming out of the military, happens to people changing industry, happens to people at a certain age. But right now we're picking on the over 50 uh, age when we're looking at career crisis, <laughs> for whatever we call it. So the number one thinking that people will tell me is they will say, and they will just flat out tell me, I know I'm going to have to start over. And, and I'm like, really? Why do you think that? But that's that's the thinking. I know I'm going to have to start over. Some people will use the words, I'm going to have to start back at the bottom. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's a thinking we have. My experience in whatever field I have been will not translate because it was so specialized. That's another thing I heard before. You know, usually there's a long, drawn-out sentence about how specialized they are. You know, I'm so specialized, so my experience doesn't count. Either military background. Some guy told me, you know, nobody's going to pay me to take over a city, right? And uh, which is true, probably, but, uh, you know, the military backgrounds, how do we translate them? People deep in technology, um, Recently, I've seen because AT&T have done some layoffs, I've seen people deep in the field of telecom that uh, with deep experience and thinking, well, I can't get into another field. Um, people that are in hardware systems engineering, right? And they're, and they're so deep in the types of systems that they do. 
that that tra- it, they think it doesn't translate to another kind of systems. You know, think about automotive translating to telecom, translating to medical. Do these things translate? Well, their thinking is no. Uh, but even even seen this in sales positions where people have expertise in selling certain kind of products, and they think, well, they they don't they're out, you know, because this is the only industry this ha- happens in. So the thinking happens to you. And why am I talking about this? You're thinking, yeah, Dale, we know this. Matter of fact, you're wrong. These are true issues. Uh, because the, the reason I'm hitting them now is because they're not true. They're lies that you tell yourself. They're complete and utter lies. Now, there may be challenges here. You may have hit on some issues, but you glossing over the whole thing, uh, saying this is always the case or uh, this is just a given, I think you're, you're giving up is what you're doing. That's when you, when you start telling me I have to start over and I'm acknowledging that, you've already given up. Uh, and so let's not give up without some thought and some thinking that's going on. We also will think, people will say this to me, no one will hire anyone over 50. Now, I don't know where the 50 comes from, whether that's a magic number. You might could use 60, you might could use 40, but you know, we, we have this thought uh, because it's whatever number matters to you, right? If it was 45, you would say 45. Uh, they will say, I'm competing against people of a very young age who will work for much less. Uh, all of these things, by the way, could be true, statistically. Uh, if you read Rich Carlgaard's book, The Late Bloomers, which is a really great book, by the way, but there's a point in it, probably about 36 and 37, where he's talking about the early bloomer obsession. The book begins The book begins talking about this early bloomers, like if you haven't succeeded by the time you're 25, you're toast, in uh, this kind of mentality that goes on. Um, it, that's true in our culture, by the way, and for many of you, you're, you're suffering that with your kids, trying to get them in college and things. But we've become to believe that, or we've began to believe that, and... He talks about this, and the truth about some of these stats is some of the things I just told you that are I say are lies, some of the stats hold it out that they're not lies. That uh, And he, he gives some detail here in these pages about uh, a lot of times people that that uh, lose work at 50, they, they take a, takes them longer to find work, statistically speaking. It takes them, uh, many of them settle for a lower paying position, statistically speaking. Uh, many of them will find themselves uh, out of work for longer. I think I said that. Um, and in particular, he talks about women over 50, you know, tend to have some sp- special issues uh, that takes them longer to get work. Uh, so he kind of he ends the whole thing with, for many, it adds up to a wakeful nightmare. Um, now, that's obviously not the end of his book. That's not, he's kind of just giving you some facts and some data, some stats. And I want to tell you, that's the important part. These are stats. I don't want to be a statistic, and neither do you. I, I don't care about what the averages do or the means do. I care about me. I care about my company of one. Because I can tell you the same stats for companies. Many people who start companies go out of business. I don't want to be one of those, right? I want to do it differently. 
you you see all these different stats. You know, most the stats are most people are broke or um, what was it? The mean average or the mean four hundred one k average for somebody that are just in their fifties, by the way, was like less than thirty thousand. The average was two hundred thousand. The difference between the mean and the average. All of those, you know, maybe true stats. I don't want that. I don't want to care about this. I care about me, uh, right? Uh, so statistics have a way of lying. We don't want to get too caught up in this because all the things I told you, all these are wrong. Yeah, they're really, really wrong. Uh, because if you have a plan and can work a plan, these are all lies that you tell yourself, and you do tell yourself these things. I get it. But they're lies, and you have to get past that. And we'll talk about some of the truths here in just a minute. And let me jump into this quickly for the when I went and had lunch with Dan Miller um, years ago. Dan Miller, the author of Forty Eight Days to the Way You uh, to the Work You Love, and he was, and I, I had never met him before. And we were having lunch to talk about his book and some uh, things that what I was doing similar to what he was doing. And he was kind of late coming into the restaurant. I could see him out there walking around with on his cell phone. And he came in and just had this frustrated look on his face. And after we got over our greetings, you know, I said, hey, what's up? And, you know, he said, well, I'm just on the phone with some dude. And he's uh, he was 50 years old, 56, I think, lost his job. And he's just he said he spent 45 minutes telling me why he cannot get hired and how nobody will hire him and it was all a big sob story, and he said, I couldn't get him off the phone. I'm sorry, I'm learning here a little late. And um, I said, well, and I thought, well, that didn't seem that unusual of a conversation. I said, well, don't you have that all the time? Why does that bother you? He said, Dale, a couple of hours ago, I got off the phone with some guy that was 24 telling me his big sob story about nobody would hire him because he was too young. And he just, he said, everybody's got an excuse and a reason why they can't. And I'm sick of hearing this. I'm trying to help show them where they can. And if they'll quit complaining about it, we'll get there. Right? And boy, that, that really rung true with me. We always find excuses of why we cannot do things instead of moving forward to do them. So let's forget the stats for just a minute. And let's think through some truths that I think you will agree with. But I want to just put these in your head of uh, what are some truths. Number one, experience, right? If you're over 50 and you've been working a decent amount of that time or you've been living and breathing, you have experience. Later in the book, Late Bloomers, he talks about people that are older actually have more experience and we're going to translate that to wisdom, um, that they are better at doing things. Matter of fact, there's been studies about air traffic controllers, that we know air traffic controllers in terms of the tactical skills that they have. At a certain age, you lose those tactical quick thinking and those kind of skills. And so at, theoretically, at a certain age, air traffic controllers would no longer be as good as they are later. But they found that's not true. Even though we can measure the tactical skills of the younger ones and say they do outperform the older ones, 
the, the truth is the older ones are actually doing a better job. And the reason is, is they said, um, or their explanation, whether they're right or not, is experience. They see, you know, the, the older, the wiser you are, the more patterns you see, you recognize things in context that other people may not. And we're just going to call it wisdom, right? They have this, and, and no matter whether you think you have it or not, you do. So I'll put this in context about uh, education. So we, we educate people at the university. We, we send engineers out into the field. Some of the engineers have never worked a day in their life. They got out of high school, went to college, got the degree, and then tried to go to work. Some of them have work uh, at Starbucks, at Chick-fil-A, or they've done some jobs, or they co-opt, and they've done some other things, right? They've got some kind of work experience. The difference between putting each one of those people on the job the first day is night and day. You know that. You've worked with these people. The, there's something about being on a job, having experience in the real world, that you cannot teach in school. You just cannot do it. They, uh, there, there's lots of things. There's relationships. There's conflicts. There's knowing that things aren't perfect. That there's experience and wisdom with dealing with complexity, dealing with ambiguity. Uh, all of these things comes from wisdom and experience. So you have that. If you don't think you have that, I get it. You don't feel like you do, but you do. Trust me. It's natural. It's not that you're super gifted because you have it. You just have lived long enough to have some of it. Some of us have more than others. But you have more wisdom and you have experience. Right? We see this We see this with, uh, excuse me, my phone's ringing. We see this with uh, parents raising children. You can watch parents who have older children or multiple children, how they react differently than the person that's got the new children, right? Their first child and that experience. We see this. So experience is key. Uh, The second thing you've got is you've got leadership. This goes on with experience. Now, I don't mean you're a CEO or executive of a company or you've done that, but you you have developed some savvy to lead. And so I'm using the word leadership and maybe in a different context, but you can lead a team. You have a lead because you have wisdom, because you have experience, and other people follow you and listen to you and listen to your guidance. Even if you think they're not, it's happening to you, right? You have that that other people don't have. You have an understanding with people that's usually better. Uh, uh, Some people would refer to the term emotional intelligence, you just have worked with enough people and you understand the, the quirkiness of them better. You may not accept it. You may still find it irritating, but you understand that better. Um, so let's, let's also think about, let's look at a truth here that I think most of us forget. And usually when I tell people this, they, they don't think about it in context, but Let's you're over if you're over 50 and you've lost your job, think about executives and high-ranking politicians. I'm not talking about mayors of small towns or or uh, or city councilmen or something like that. I'm talking about the high-ranking politicians, governors, presidents, um, 
and and other many many positions in uh, in executive power and politicians as well as executives for most companies. I do mean most. They're all over fifty. I mean, and it's we. We actually will comment, like if there's a presidential candidate that's under 50. It's weird, right? It's it's a little, it's not the saying that, I mean, that's obviously happened, that we've had that, but it's not really expected. Uh, we actually expect them to be, have wisdom, right? To have had experience in the field and to do these things. We expect that. We see that in military leaders, we see that in your top executives of companies. We expect these people, and we're not shocked a bit when they're over 50. And many of them get these jobs, these high-ranking jobs, when they're over 50. Think about that for just a minute. If that's the case, if, no, if they can't get a job, then obviously getting the better jobs is maybe what comes over 50. Now, it's a context you have to change in. Now, don't sit here and tell me, and don't be thinking, that's not me. I get what you're thinking, but actually there's part of it that is you. I'm not saying you're going to be a politician or a high-ranking executive in a company, but you are more senior in something than the other people. And part of what your job is to figure out what that something is. Oftentimes, and here's another truth that many of you have seen, especially those of you in the technology sector, your experience can be reused. A lot of times we think technology has died and moved on, right? We think Microsoft Windows and DOS, let's, let's think about DOS. We think about DOS systems and the, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's old stuff. Nobody's using that. We think about COBOL and mainframes and all this older technology, and depending on your industry, you have your own sets of older technology that it's old stuff and nobody's doing it anymore. Anybody that is doing it is being put out to pasture, right? But we see all the time these companies having the need for these skill sets that are reused or older technologies, right? So think about... Um, Think about the COBOL stuff that uh, so many of you, if you've had any COBOL programming experience, some of that programming stuff never goes away. COBOL being an example, we thought it was old dead technology. And I know many people who are finding work, fixing all these things that are still running years and years later. Same thing for mainframe technology. You know, there's a there's a big thinking years ago. I remember people telling me, people in the mainframe industry telling me, it's, it's over, it's done, we're putting all these systems to rest, and they're still selling them, and many companies are still uh, keeping those systems alive. So if you look into your experience and think about how many industries are still using those because it's a built-in technology to what they're doing, or it's a built-in framework, or whatever it is that you have all this experience in, um, you get a foot in the door because you actually know how to do something on these systems where the newer people, the younger people, they don't and they probably never will because you can't even get training. You can't go find a Udemy course on mainframes, right? It's just this, this stuff is just not readily available on how to do this. Um, so the, the last thing, the truth I want you to think about is your network is probably bigger. 
you've met more people, you know more people, you go to church with more people, you've had connections with people through your children, you you're just have a bigger network. You may not think you do again, but your network is bigger. So think about what I'm really trying to get you to do is just think about what are the pros of being older? What are the pros of having all of this experience? And think through that because these are actual truths I'm talking about. So what do you do? Let's think about now what to do. You're over 50. You don't have work. Number one, go back to episode 133 on the company of one. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Work a plan. In episode 133, we talked about what do you do with your day. It doesn't matter your age. We're age uh, um, agnostic here. You need a plan. You need to know what do you do all day, every day. Uh, And so go back to that episode. I walk you through what does your day look like? What should you be doing? And especially with a bigger network that you probably have, that's going to be a plus with your more deep expertise in areas, that's going to be a plus. And you'll see why if you go back to the episode. The second thing you want to do is go senior. I don't mean AARP. I mean, it's important at this point to talk to more senior people. Now, that depends on where you are, right? If you're a field engineer, you want to be talking to the senior engineers. If you are a salesperson, you want to be talking to the senior people in the sales and marketing staff. You might even want to be talking to CEOs based upon the kind of company you are. What most people are doing when they're looking for a job is they're talking to HR. And HR are often younger people and they can't place your value. And and, uh, and sometimes your first line managers are younger people and they can't place your value or they just don't get it, right? Because they don't have it. So you the, the more senior you can get into the organization, the better. So reaching for seniors. And um, that's that's intimidating to some of you. I know that. But they're people too. They're people just like you. And you just want to reach out to them and find ways to connect to them. Um, and and, uh, and on other episodes, I'll connect to some of those. We talk about how to do that. The next thing you want to do, though, is volunteer. Now, you've probably done volunteer work over the years with churches, with nonprofits, with, uh, you know, maybe your school systems, maybe your kids in school, is is lean into those volunteer areas. Where have you volunteered? There's part of your connections. Go back and start making intentional connections there. Go back through LinkedIn and looking for your connection and reviving them by sending these people notes. You know, say, hey, we work together on this function. I just wanted to connect and say hi. Uh, We don't have to throw our job ad out to everything. We're just trying to make connections. Remember, LinkedIn, the advantage of using LinkedIn this way is that when you connect to me, you're connected to all my connections through a second connection. Uh, So that's a real positive and powerful. Uh, so, but if you're not, you also, with all of your experience, volunteering now, while you may have some downtime, is great to do. Using your network. Um, now, back to the working the plan, using your network is a key to that, but I just want to emphasize, you have a bigger network, whether you believe it or not, then the, the, uh, statistically, if we want to talk about statistics, statistically, you have a bigger network than the rest of the people or than people younger than you. Um, 
So I want I'm gonna leave you, and I'm I'm going to really encourage you. Um, look up for some of you, and obviously, if you're over fifty, you probably do remember this. Uh, Ronald Reagan in a debate, I believe it was with Walter Mondale. I will put a link to the YouTube on it. Ronald Reagan had this question as a president talking about his age, and he handled it masterfully. That he didn't put, and and, uh, I I will word it, but trust me, I'm doing a poor job wording it. But he, he basically said, when they were asking him, are you too old to be president? He said, I'm not going to make age an issue in this or, or take advantage of my opponent's youth and inexperience. And everybody laughed. And many people said that's when the, the election was over right then, <clears throat> and uh, including Walter, Walter Mondale, who he was running against. The, um, I think that's right anyway. Whoever he was running against said that he, that's when he knew it was over. Is, is don't go on the defense. Go on the offense. And just sell experience. Remember that experience is extremely valuable. Um, you've got wisdom, and it doesn't mean you're set in your ways. You're, you're, you have experience and wisdom. Sell it. Go after that. Remember your goal, though. And all of this, remember your goal is income. right? It's, uh, and, and take a step back. It's not about finding another job. As much as it is about being a company of one, being a company of one is for you to take control of your income. And and when I look at this late bloomer's book and he talks about some of this, I see a lot of people I see in those age ranges are starting companies. So whether you go to work for somebody, that's great. If you go get another job, that's great. Recognize you have a lot to offer. But you might find your other job in terms of a contracting arrangement. Because you have such a deep experience, you are likely going to be more expensive, and they may not can afford you. That's cool. Don't be scared of that. Talk about how you can work out a deal with them at their terms to contract with them. What if you took two jobs with two different companies to contract with them to provide service, and you actually end up with more money and you're on contract, and you have lots of flexibility with your lifestyle that you didn't have before. I see a lot of people over 50 doing that, that end up with multiple. So essentially, they're their own company. They're their own consulting consultancy. They take, and, But what they got is they got freedom. Nobody's really watching over them the same. They're adding value. They're getting to do the things they're really good at. They get out of the, some of the drama and politics that go on inside the companies, and they are in control. Some people, though, just go straight out and, and uh, offer, uh, start companies on their own. Many of them providing the services instead of just that kind of con- contracting methodology I just talked about. They decide, I'm going to go back into the industries I was in, all of those different industries. I have this unique talent, which you thinking through what that is. I have this unique talent the ability to do some things that maybe not other people like doing or want to do anymore, and I'm going to just open a company and we're going to specialize in that area. We see that happen all of the time. And especially the, the niche areas, the technology niche areas, this is especially fruitful. Because even though you can walk in the door with, an, let's say, a COBOL technology or something like that that is probably going away, once you get in the door and get clients moving, 
they are open because they're working with you. They're open to working with you on other things too. So all of this, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh, beat a dead horse, if you will, uh, but I just want you to think about this. Most of this, I'll put all these notes. They're all at the, uh, uh, you can find the show notes at delcallahan.com slash 134. I want to just encourage you though, most of what's going on is a lie is going on in your head. If you're thinking you have to start over or your experience doesn't translate or nobody's going to hire you or you're only competing against the snotty-nosed kids, if you will, that's not true. You have, you're selling something different than they are. And don't get confused in the game. You're going out and selling experience, leadership, understanding, you are more the executive level. Remember, executives and ranking politicians are almost always over 50. So just, just hold your head high, count your experiences as they are, and go out and take control of your company of one. I'd love, by the way, if you like what you hear, if this is helpful to you, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email back. Go to uh, iTunes. And uh, give me a give me an honest review. I mean, if you do too, I'd love to shout out to some of these reviews. Uh, let me know, and I'll shout your name out. But uh, and if I can help, shoot me an email. Hey, if you have questions, um, hey, I'll, I answer all of my emails directly, usually pretty quickly, uh, until it gets overwhelming. But usually within 24 hours. So uh, feel free to give me a shout at dell at dellkellahan.com. Thanks a lot. See you next week.